What are the face? Yeah, what are people saying? It's everything from like God bless America and nowhere else. Which yes. I've actually seen on like one of my friends has that to like um, a friend or no, yes. no like, a Facebook friend. No, like a real person friend. Um, and to like um, no one should celebrate the loss of life. Yeah. Like, no matter who it is. Yeah. And so like everything is in that range. Yeah. And I actually found out on Facebook before yeah. like I found out through anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like No, I, I agree that no one should celebrate the loss of life. I think it's okay to celebrate the, the capture of bin Laden um, and the fact, you know. No, I I agree. You know, people celebrated. Um, I was just reading about this last week that when Gaddafi claimed that his daughter had been killed when Reagan bombed him, and that turned out to be a lie. But there was huge celebration over the killing of this person who turned out not to exist, but people thought a one-year-old girl. Um, and that was just disgusting. Um, and you know, probably I think you have to cut people slack when it's Obama, when it's Osama bin Laden who's um, who's been killed. Um, but uh, there is still, I think, something distasteful about actually celebrating death as opposed to celebrating capture. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, I think, I think in this case, this is a case where Americans are entitled to respond the way they want to um, individually. Um, people are entitled to respond the way they want to. Um, all right, what we were talking about... Um, Thursday uh, was just just to uh, um, start getting into Paradise Regained, which um, I hope you liked, didn't like, hated. What did you think? You said you liked. Good. We have one thumb up <laughs> in this class. Good. Uh, Julian and Ebert, two thumbs up. Okay, Julian, why'd you like it? Um, I liked uh, towards the end how I thought that there was some um, realization, I think, on, on Satan's part that they're kind of uh, they're kind of related. They're both sons of God, uh, mm -hmm. and there is this, this bit of uh, I don't know. I felt this this kind of um, this brotherhood between them and, and uh, Satan's defeat, but also kind of it's 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 nice. Uh, <laughs> Even though Satan is is using that to try to manipulate Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, even so, but it, it's also true. Uh, yeah. It's a valid argument. Um, and also, I really liked uh, some of uh, Jesus' defenses of, or, yeah, defenses of, uh, of the Hebrew Bible and of, mm -hmm. of, other, uh, of other sources that they all kind of stem from that and the classics come from Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, that was really sweet. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, there's a whole lot of human intellectual history that Milton is considering there. And things that for Milton himself, you know, we saw this in Paradise Lost as um, Milton comparing himself to the Greek, and to, to, to the epics of classical antiquity, to, to um, Homer and Virgil and also to the prophets of classical antiquity, not the biblical prophets, but prophets like Phineas and Tiresias. Um, there is a bunch of uh, Greek philosophy in Paradise Lost, in particular Plato, and in particular the parable of the cave 
That is, that's what Raphael um, describes things. He says, I'm going to have to tell you about what happens in heaven in ways that are suitable to your earthly understanding. But it may be that things on earth are, are shadows, but not so unlike things in heaven, uh, more than on earth is thought. And there what he's doing is he's considering um, the Platonic doctrine that what happens on earth is an imitation of what happens in heaven, but also a picture, a representation, a shadow of what happens in heaven. Um, so there is Greek philosophy in Paradise Lost, but um, no mention of Plato or Socrates or all the people who do get mentioned in Paradise Regained. Here Milton, in a way, if you read this poem autobiographically, um, and he doesn't talk very much about himself in Paradise Regained, but a little bit, um, if you read it autobiographically. Um, notice, by the way, that it begins exactly the same way as the Fairy Queen begins. That is, um, yeah, spent. Well, yeah, there's the Arch there's Satan as the Archimago figure, but we already saw that where in Milton earlier. Uh, Comus. Um, who there's, there's a way in which Paradise Regained in a lot of ways is a redo of Comus. Um, but also that um, the, the first line of the Fairy Queen, I'm sure you will remember, is, Lo, I, the man whose muse will home did mask as time her taught in lowly shepherd's weeds. That is, he says, here I am, the person who did the shepherd's calendar, who wrote a bunch of pastoral poetry. And now I've come to do this epic, The Fairy Queen. Um, Paradise Regained begins with Milton saying, I'm the person who wrote Paradise Lost. Um, that is, yes. Um, now, I have to, now I'm going to um, describe um, the sequel. So, it's the, so it is the same speaker. He says, I am. He's, he's, he's declaring himself. He's identifying himself. Um, as a disbeliever in Foucault and Bart, he is he's declaring himself the same author, the same living author, um, <laughs> as the one who wrote Paradise Lost. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of an interesting invocation too, in that he's not in the muse that he's invoking is the the spirit, so sort of the the spirit that then he goes on to discuss as leading him into the, the desert. I exactly, that really interesting. nice, nice. He's like yeah, the spirit who lets this you know spoilers person into the desert, and that's who he's asking to inspire his words rather right. than invoking any of the ancient muses. Yes, and exactly. There's a nice logic to it as well, because he sang of the disobedience of Constable, so now he wants to, to chart the return to Constable <coughs> through a determined obedience. Through a determined obedience. Good. Um, now, the, okay, so just to finish off with Paradise Lost and, and as, as, a, as a good way to um, think about it from the perspective of Paradise Regained, um, what the son is doing, or what Jesus is doing. Okay, so there is, just to say, there is a really interesting, although somewhat um, uh, um, submerged, very important plot trajectory to Paradise Regained, beyond the obvious plot. But the important plot trajectory is that Jesus begins Paradise Regained thinking that it's possible, but certainly not knowing and saying he doesn't know that he is the son. That is, he knows of the son, and he essentially knows the story that Milton tells in Paradise Lost. Um, that's the biblical story. There's no way that he would know it less than Milton does, um, because he's the most learned um, um, and accurately learned person in the world. 
Um, but he doesn't know that he is that person. Um, and um, philosophers actually make a distinction, um, which I'm just going to tell you about because it's really interesting, um, between knowledge de se and knowledge de dictu. Um, and knowledge de re. Forget knowledge de dictu, we can leave that out. But knowledge de se and knowledge de re. What knowledge de re is, is something like knowing that, um, that Doug is a smoker. Um, and Doug would know that, and other people know that, and we all know that. You haven't quit. Really? Well, okay. well all right. it's been like, wait, like 24 hours. Really? Yeah. Are you going to stay quiet? I don't know. I don't really want to smell like cigarettes for my job interview, you know. So. You know, if you get through the second day, you can do it. I know. The second day is the hardest. Yeah. Grateful Dead or Wrong, it's the second day that's the hardest day. Yeah. Um, a there was a Raymond Carver story about that. Too. That's a, all right. That's thought, yeah. And look, look at yeah. him. Yeah, right. Yeah, great model. For him. Yeah, died at 50 of lung cancer and, you know. Um, and it sucked. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, you know, <laughs> no, so, so the difference between de re and, and de se, and this is a very important difference, it's a way of talking about subjectivity, is that um, let's say you had terrible amnesia and you were, um, you were um, <coughs> in a cubicle in a library, you didn't know where, but in a cubicle in a library with internet access but no mirror. Um, so uh, you could find out everything there was to know about yourself um, by chance, by surfing the net, or by using Peter Answers, if you know that tricky website. Um, if you don't, you should Google it. It's totally great. Peter, please answer. You know it, Luria? Yeah, except for I knew his siblings got in trouble for that a while. Wait, what? <laughs> what is it? Never, I'm... Because we played a joke on my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter, please answer. It's a, it's, a, it's a neat trick website. But at any rate... Um, it'll really make you paranoid. Um, or you can make someone really paranoid if you use Peter Please Answer. Um, really paranoid. So you um, recommend it. Um, <laughs> I recommend not, not in a state where it's legal to bring guns on campus. Um, it would be combustible. Pot, Peter Please Answer, and guns would be a combustible, combustible mixture. Um, yeah, yeah, it's important. Um, but say you, could, say you could figure out everything that you could um, about yourself, or say um, you still couldn't figure out from everything that you knew. If you were an amnesiac, you couldn't figure out which one was you. So you could have perfect knowledge of yourself de re, that is from the outside. Everything that is knowable about you, you might be able to know. Um, but nothing that you, no, none of those facts would tell you that it was you. You couldn't go on the net and have it say, oh yeah, and by the way, that's you. Um, it's um, Right, no knowledge of self from yourself. So that's where Jesus is. He knows all about the Son, let's stipulate. He doesn't know that it's him. Um, he's been told that it's him. He doesn't know whether to believe it. Um, he thinks that would, be, that would be interesting, and he's willing for it to be him. But part of what makes him likable is a certain kind of humility on his part, which is one of his virtues and graces. So the submerged plot of Paradise Regained is... That, that Satan screws up by tempting him because that actually tells him or gives him a huge amount of evidence as to who he is. 
um, had Satan just not said anything, um, he would be much less certain of his mission than he is after the temptation. Now, that's interesting in general because what it means is that temptation, it's another case in Milton of temptation determining the character of the tempted. And we saw that in Comus. But doesn't where, Satan himself say that? He says, you have lost nothing by being tempted. I am the one who appears. Yeah, um, but he doesn't explicitly say you, get, you gained something. Mm. Um, but that's the point. I mean, Satan is seeing from his own point of view. Um, but, but from our point of view, what we see is that, is that Jesus has gained something, which is self-knowledge. Um, so we saw that already, a version of that in Comus. The lady is brought to, to um, an understanding of her own position and situation, and certainly her brothers are, through Comus's temptation. She's thought something through under temptation. And that's something that you get in Milton, and you will get in Samson also. I'm saying this partly as an introduction to Samson, on which there will be a quiz on Wednesday, um, which is that um, temptation and thinking through your response to temptation, whether your response is right or wrong, um, that is, you fall as Eve and Adam do, but then they think things through after the fall. Um, the lady and Jesus are different in that they think, think things through before the fall. They think accurately under temptation rather than after temptation. However, for, for um, Adam, it might be a little trickier. And this is the last thing I want to say about Paradise Lost, which is just to repeat that what Adam does is he follows his conscience rather than God. And he follows his conscience by rejecting Eve as an allegorical figure and embracing her as a fully human figure, though fallen. And he knows this will lead to his own death, as the son knows that um, his embracing humanity and saving them, despite what justice demands, will lead to his death. Um, what Adam does and what the son does um, are very similar to each other. I want to quickly add by way of the question, which we haven't talked up much, but it has come up. We talked about it a lot more in Spencer than in Milton, um, but Milton's feminism or non-feminism or anti-feminism. Um, before the fall, the universe is certainly constructed um, in an anti-feminist way. It's very important to recognize that after the fall, Eve is far and away um, a deeper and better person than Adam is. Um, and in particular, when the son comes to judge them and says to Adam, um, how could you have done that? And Adam says, it's her fault. Um, she, you gave her to me to help me? Nuh-uh. Um, you know, I should have listened to you. But also, you were the person with experience. You should have just said no when I asked for a woman. Um, That's the same and, argument Yeah, yeah, that, when they're still fighting. But then he turns to her, and she doesn't say, oh, it's Adam's fault. You remember they fought, and they've been angry at each other, just the way you said. But when the son turns to her and says, all right, and what about you? And she is absolutely honest. She says, the serpent tempted me, and I did eat. And she takes um, her medicine in a way that Adam doesn't. So Adam does the right thing, and I think Milton is balancing this intentionally, that Adam does the right human um, loving thing before the fall, knowing that it's going to make him a jerk. We've seen that earlier. That is when God says, ingrate, 
when Adam and Eve haven't fallen, God is already calling them an ingrate, calling them ingrates. Um, what's psychologically true about that as a picture of parenthood, because he's God the Father, or a picture of erotic um, union, I don't mean sex, I mean, I mean um, deciding to plight your troth with someone, um, is you know that it's going to be for poorer and in sickness and for worse, as well as for richer and in health and, and for better. And you say so anyhow. You say, I know that um, there are going to be times when we hate each other, and I embrace that too. Um, in taking you as um, the person to whom I am plighting my troth. Adam eating the apple knows that one result of this, he's doing it out of love, and he knows that one result of this is he's going to hate her um, from time to time. And that gets confirmed. Um, just as parents, if they have any intelligence, whatever, in having children, know how much they're going to hate their children in their adolescence from time to time um, and how bad that's going to be because anyone who has a child has been a child and knows the experience. Um, but that's part of it too, is, is, you, is um, you accept that, you embrace that as well. That's what makes it a serious step. That's what makes Adam's fall a serious step. But it's Eve after the fall who's wiser than Adam. All the way through, he, she gets him to think for, think of reasons not to do the courageous things she suggests, um, but she's the one who suggests them, and they are courageous, and they are really interesting. Um, so I think that's a balance, a, a thing to balance out. At any rate, Adam, when he falls, before he falls, he has a very interesting um, way of describing himself. He says, okay, you have fallen, and Milton describes this as Adam first to himself, first to himself he inward silence broke. That is, before he talks to Eve, he has a long speech of thought. That word first in that line, take seriously, it's the first time Adam has ever spoken to himself with Eve present, but not told her what he's thinking. So that's the origin of thinking, you could say. Not speech, but thinking happens in our lives also. Um, the first time we start thinking stuff without sharing what we're thinking. And it's usually with our parents that we think things but don't say what we're thinking. And usually it's because what we're thinking is aggressive. We're thinking um, mean things about them. Or it could be because we're embarrassed or whatever. But that's a huge step when you first don't say what you're thinking. Adam first doesn't say what he's thinking in his life, in his entire life, which is only nine days old, but in the nine days that he's been alive, um, he first thinks without telling Eve what he's thinking. When he thinks in the second person, how hast thou yielded? How has this happened? Some devil has ruined thee, he thinks, and then he says, and me with thee hath ruined, for surely my resolution is to die. So even though he hasn't eaten the fruit, he recognizes that he's already ruined. I am already ruined. It's not eating the fruit that will do it. It's my decision in thought to go with you, which I'm now going to fulfill. So thinking, that's the origin of thinking among humans in Paradise Lost. Jesus goes into the wilderness and gets lost because he's thinking. It's really interesting logic, too. Sort of his thoughts through that, how he hears about 
Yeah. Because he, he's not sure that he is the son. Right. And it really lays that out, I think, quite interestingly, yeah. where he talks about, well, I was told about my miraculous birth, yeah. so maybe, and then there was this time I was 12, and that was kind of strange, yeah. and I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so it's sort of yeah, really I don't know. interesting yeah. logic development. Yeah. Sort of, he lays out the evidence, and still is not sure. Yeah. And, and what it does is it brings them to thought. So what I would say that we learn from Paradise Regained as well as Paradise Lost and also Samson is that Milton has a doctrine of humanity that humans are the only beings in the universe who think. Um, angels rebel or loyal. They know what they are. They know what they want. They know what they'll do. They don't think. Satan almost thinks when he soliloquizes about the debt immense of endless gratitude still paying, still to owe. But he also just says, but I know what I am, and I'm not going to pay that. Um, I can't, and I won't. Um, it's only humans who actually think, where thinking is not a foregone conclusion, where thinking really means thinking. Um, and that's an amazing thing about human beings. As, as I say, you'll see Samson um, thinking as well. Um, the last thing that I would say, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this on Wednesday, but the last thing that I would say about the, te about the temptation um, is um, that Satan kind of messes up in the order of the temptations. That is, there's something interesting about the fact that Jesus um, likes Socrates, and had Satan tempted him with Socrates first rather than almost last, um, that might have worked um, if he'd offered him classical wisdom. Um, but he blows it. He says, aren't you hungry? Um, and boy, you know, he thinks this guy's not going to be nearly as easy as Eve, and I'm going to have to be really careful. But he does think he's going to be as easy as Red Cross, um, and he's wrong about that also. Um, all right, Wednesday, I, um, do people want a, an optional extra hour on Thursday morning? Yeah. You can say, yes? Um, At this time. No, it would have to be earlier because I, I have a dentist appointment. No, I guess we could do 10 to 11. Do people want to do 10 to 11 Thursday? Um, raise them high if you do um, <coughs> because you'll just be back from New York and sleeping it off. Yeah, I got it. No, because I have a thesis reading. Okay, can you do it earlier? Nine on Thursday? I could. Sorry. Sorry? <laughs> I'm saying I'm sorry if because of me it's at nine instead of ten. But you could do I nine. could come for like half an hour. I think it's at ten thirty. Do people want to do nine? Yeah. Or nine thirty? Nine thirty? Okay. Um, if you don't come, I'll be pissed because I'm coming. <laughs> okay, so nine thirty on Thursday. I'll email you. I'll tell you Wednesday where and when. All right. Uh, see you Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be there or not. Okay. I'll be writing seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's no excuse. So many small temptations, and then the knowledge thing almost as an afterthought at the end.